My friend, you're here because you want English skills that help you connect with people on a deeper level. So join the free accent training community on school.com today and get some momentum going with your American accent development. Open the link in the description and request to join the free accent training community while spots are available, my friend. Welcome to the Accent Training Podcast, a podcast where I give you tips on how you can harness the potential of your spoken English. My name is Pat. I'm from Toronto and I'm a coach of the American accent. And today I am here to tell you about the most commonly used sound in the American accent, what we call the schwa. Now, I've referred to the schwa a number of times in the past. This is something that comes up quite often, whether it's in classes that I teach, rooms I do on Clubhouse, or just podcast episodes. The schwa is something that we cannot escape from if you want to get good at this accent. Let me give you an example of a word with a couple of schwas right here, just so we can start to open your ears to this. Banana. Banana. This word has two schwas, the first A and the final A. You see, a schwa is not a letter, but it's rather a sound. And I'm going to help you open your ears to identifying more and more schwas as you learn the American accent. So let's dive into this today and learn how we can further take control of our syllable stress using a schwa sound. Now, we're going to get to that in just a moment, but first I've got to say thank you for taking the time to check out this podcast episode today, and it would be much appreciated if you hit that button to follow or subscribe, you hit the bell, you hit whatever it takes to know when new episodes are coming out of this podcast, because when you are updated on new information, new opportunities will arise. You know, as they say, success occurs when opportunity meets preparation. I'll say that once more. Let that sink in. Success occurs when opportunity, the chance to do something, meets preparation. The fact that you've worked and prepared for it. And this podcast is that preparation. Right now we're preparing for whatever the opportunity is going to be. We don't know what it is yet. But you'll know when it comes. And you'll know when it comes because you've subscribed to this podcast and you've been working on the skills necessary to take your whole life to another level. Your spoken English, your job, your house, it all stems from these baby steps, one thing at a time. And I guarantee you one of the baby steps is hitting subscribe to this podcast. So do that and you will be notified as soon as new episodes come out. Now, how else can we prepare for that? Suppose that you want something that's a little more on-demand. Of course, there are many episodes here on-demand, but some of you folks have been binge-listening and listened to most of them. Where do you take things from there? Well, you can either get in touch with me for one-on-one classes via Instagram, or you check out my video course all about teaching the American accent. We dive into the different sounds that the letter T makes to control your stress. Today's episode is all about using vowels to control your stress, and the letter T is just as important as the vowel sounds that we're going to be working with today. So, check the link in the description and take control of your spoken English. Alright, let's get to the good stuff, the schwa. This is one that you cannot go without. It's a must-have sound for the American accent. 
So you see, the schwa is not a letter, but it's rather a sound. There's no letter for it. There's a symbol. The symbol is a lowercase e upside down. That's the schwa symbol. But that's just a phonetic symbol. It isn't a real letter. The schwa sound replaces vowel sounds in unstressed syllables to pronounce them quickly and quietly. Contrasted with stressed syllables, this gives English a rising and falling, rising and falling kind of tone. Now, when we isolate a schwa, it just sounds like uh, uh, kind of a neutral sound, uh. We want to start listening for schwas because they're all over the place. So today we're going to look at a handful of common words so that you folks can start listening for these in your own daily life. The rules for using a schwa? Oh my god, it's ridiculous. So we're not going to worry too much about a lot of rules today. We're just going to work on opening your mind and opening your ears to this sound. So you see, a common difficulty is that people often don't use schwas simply because they don't hear them, and they just feel more confident pronouncing words the way that they're spelled. Now, as I've said in the past. This is where non-native speakers will often differ from native speakers. Non-native speakers will pronounce the vowels very clearly, being careful and articulate in every sound. Native speakers reduce a lot of vowels and put schwa's in instead, making sure that we keep our tone rising and falling, rising and falling, stressed, unstressed, stressed, unstressed. And the schwa fits in those unstressed sounds. Let's check out a couple of words right here. Listen closely as I read through these. About, about, a b o u t, about. It's about time. It's about time. Can you identify where the schwa is in that word? About. Well, I'll give you a hint. It's not the o and u. It's the a in the beginning. I'm not saying a bout or a bout, but a、uh, about. It's about time. Strong, weak, strong. It's about time. Here's another one for you. Here, below, below. Where's the schwa in there? Is it in the b or the low? The first syllable b, or the second syllable low. The first syllable b has the schwa sound. The second syllable low is stressed. It's strong below. How about below my standard? Below my standard. Let's break that whole phrase down there. Below. Okay, we know where the schwa is in there b. Low goes strong. My, we've got an I sound in there. That's certainly not a schwa. Stan, it's got one of those modified wide A sounds. A, and then dird, standard. Ah, er, er. The spelling is D A R D, but notice I'm not saying standard, but standard, standard. Strong, weak. That is a schwa R sound. In the second syllable of standard, but it's in the first syllable of below. Below. Now, like I said, I'm not going to get into the rules as to why right now. I will get more into detail with them in the future. 
However, I have covered a topic which will give that a little more direction in a podcast episode previously. Episode number 38, The North American Flow and Stress. This episode will help you identify just a little bit clearer the strong and weak, strong and weak sounds. Standard below. But like I said, for today, we're just going to work on opening your ears to this concept. You got to keep listening if you want more detail on those rules. Let's work on identifying some of these schwas in a few quick phrases that you will probably come across at some point in your daily life. Listen closely here for the first one. It was a problem. It was a problem. Notice, I'm not saying problem. The spelling is B-L-E-M, but a schwa could be any letter. And there it is right there. Problem. Problem. In the second syllable. Notice also the article A. But I'm not saying it was a problem, but I'm saying a. Uh, it was a. It was a problem. And what about that a in was? Was. It was a. It was a. Was can either make an uh sound like a u. It does sometimes. Or it can have a schwa. And we can say it real quick and quiet, making it blend with the words around it. It was a problem. It was a problem. Three schwas in that phrase there. Here's another one here. About to arrive. About to arrive. About to arrive. How many schwas do we have in this phrase right here? About to arrive. Well, we know that the out... And about, okay, we know that's not a schwa, but the A is a, uh, about, to, okay, we're getting an oo, so that's not a schwa, arrive, arrive, ah, again, I'm not saying arrive or arrive, but uh, arrive, weak, strong, about to arrive, about to arrive, a bit of a bouncy sound, isn't it? Got just two schwas in that phrase. Here's another one here. It's an original idea. It's an original idea. Folks, this is just a quick message to remind you to subscribe to the Accent Training Podcast. If you haven't already, you don't want to miss a second of this accent training experience. And you want to be updated whenever I've got new content out for you. So if you haven't subscribed, hit subscribe now. All right, let's find some schwas in here. We're doing a little schwa hunting. Let's break down the biggest word in there. Original. Original. Well, that O isn't sounding like an O, right? I'm not saying original. Original, but uh, uh, so we found one schwa, okay. Uh, re, that I, the first I, getting a strong short I sound, eh, j, j. Oh, what do we have there? A schwa, a ridge, a ridge, no, no, and a dark L ending, original, 
Now, a dark owl is kind of a schwa with an L. I talk about the dark owl back in episode number 45. Number 45, I talk about the dark owl. So make sure that you check out episode 45. And notice how the schwa L's, dark L's, come together. Original. So we've got three schwa's in the word original. After that, how about idea? Idea. Any schwa's in there? Well, I, I. It's not a schwa. It's soft. It's not stressed. But it is getting a tense I sound. I, I. D, D. Okay, that's definitely stressed. And that's a tense E. I, D. So, okay, not a schwa, not a schwa, but then a. I, D, I, D, A. That's the schwa there, the A ending as the schwa. So we've seen in this phrase alone a schwa occurring an O, an I, and two A's. Now we've got one more schwa in this phrase. It's an original idea. An, an, an. The A-N, the article, an. But I'm not saying it's an original, but it's an, it's an, it's an original idea. So we're seeing a common denominator there, are we not? A is more a. An is more an, an. Very quick and quiet. Unstressed sounds. Weak. Very weak sounds. Strong and weak kind of pattern is what we want to develop in your English, my friend. I've got one more phrase for you, and then we'll look at a couple idioms. Then we're going to wrap this one up for today. Pick up a pizza. Pick up a pizza. What do we have here? Well, pick up. Now, that's getting an up, up. That's getting a regular short U sound. That's a little stronger than a regular schwa. And then pick, pick. It's got a short I. Eh, eh. You can see episode number 19 about short eyes. Eh, eh. So no schwa's in that phrasal verb. Pick up. Uh, uh, ah, there's a schwa. Pick up a pizza. Pete, we pause halfway through that Pete. Pete, and then za. Pizza. Pick up a pizza. That's a. We want to go real quick and quiet there because that is the schwa, my friend. That is the schwa. Pizza. Pick up a pizza. So putting schwa's in there, it gives us that bouncy sound. You can hear it. Is it tedious trying to identify schwa's? Of course it is. But you're working on retraining your muscles and retraining your brain and your ears to do things that they've never really done before. Or at least never recognized. And that takes a lot of self-awareness. So I mean, practice these things. And while it may be tedious, on the bright side, it's something that you can do passively. You can do it in a conversation with a friend, with a co-worker. You can do it while you're watching a movie. You can learn passively, and it's a great way to boost your spoken English. That way you'll get that pizza crystal clear. Now, I know I said idioms were coming up next, but I do have one other little thing I want to get to before idioms, and this is actually a little bit of geography. So before we dive into those idioms, geography. Because geography is important. You folks are from countries all over the world. I've got folks listening from Mexico. 
people from India and Germany, maybe even China or Morocco, Morocco. All of these countries have schwas. Let's break them down real quick. Mexa, Mexico. That I in the middle is a schwa. Now, I know Spanish speakers will say Mexico. That's not a problem. You can say Mexico. People know exactly where you're talking about. But if you want to control that, if maybe you don't want to say it how the way that a typical Spanish speaker would say it, that's your choice. And you can easily make that I to a schwa. Mexa. Mexico. Here's another one. As I said, India. India. That A on the ending. India is a schwa. I'm not saying India. India. But India. Going very quick and quiet, fading kind of ending. Another one here, folks. Germany. Where's the schwa in here? What do you hear there? Germ. Germany. Well, I notice that M-A in the middle of the word is not getting a very strong sound, is it? Germ. Germany. And that sounds like the schwa to me. Er is a schwa R, but it's stressed. So it's strong. Ger. But I'm not giving it a Germany. Germany. But Germ. Germany. Putting that schwa in the middle does make it a little clearer to communicate to American English speakers. How about China? China. Getting that I, tense I sound, chai. Check out the episode on, on Y glides. You'll get the hang of that I. Chai. And then China. And how about uh, one other? I know I've got a few friends listening in Morocco. Morocco. Putting a schwa in the beginning. M. The ra. A short O sound. Ra. Real strong. And then ko. Ko. Quick, fading, tense O. O. Morocco. So those countries right there. Mexico, India, Germany, China, Morocco. If you're from any of those countries... Now, you know how you can communicate that a little bit easier to native English speakers. Maybe you like the way that you say your country. It's a part of your identity. That's totally fine. Not a problem. Say it however you like. But suppose that you're trying to communicate that to someone and they say, Oh, sorry, could you repeat that? Now you know what you want to change. Put that schwa in there. Trust me, it's going to make all the difference. All right, so some idiomatic expressions. Let's break a handful of these down here, and then we're going to wrap things up for today. The first one I want to bring to your attention is the word couch potato. A couch potato. couple of schwa's in here. A couch potato. We've got a schwa in the article. Uh. And in p, p, unstressed syllable, pate. That tay is getting a strong true T because it is the stress syllable. Potay. And then do. Flap T. Potato. You see how that flap T helps transition from the strong to the weak. Potato. 
So a couch potato, what is that? Well, that is a lazy person, my friend. That is somebody who doesn't want to do the work. Somebody who wants to lay back, watch TV, chill, and receive the benefits. Don't sit around like a couch potato all day, folks. Sometimes it's necessary on a on a Sunday afternoon, after work, or whenever you can. If maybe you've got a little bit of time to chill in the middle of the day, not a problem. You know, take a break. You deserve it. But you got to get back on your feet. Don't be a couch potato. Next one up here, bring home the bacon. Bring home the bacon. This is earning a salary for your family. Earning a salary, paying the bills, saving money if possible. You bring home the bacon. Where's the schwa in there? Where can we find schwa? Well, let's look at the word. Bring, not a schwa, that's got an A. Home, tense O, not a schwa in that vowel. The, the, ah, there's a schwa, the. I'm not saying the or the, but the, the bacon. So we've got a schwa in the, and then bay. The voice goes strong, goes up again, but can, can. We are, again, changing that O for a schwa, can, bacon, bacon, bring home the bacon. So somebody who is not a couch potato is likely bringing home the bacon. Not a couch potato if you bring home the bacon. You're working hard, putting bacon on the table. Unless you don't eat bacon. I know a lot of listeners may not eat bacon. But if you ever hear this said from somebody, just know they're not offering you bacon. They are just saying... This is the person who puts food on the table, brings home the bacon. I wouldn't be surprised if the bacon industry made up that idiomatic expression just to have us saying that and and buying more bacon. Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. One more idiom for today anyway, and then we're going to wrap things up. One more idiom. Break even. Break even. Even. Notice I'm not saying break even, but even, even, strong, weak, tense, schwa, even. Now to break even is a point where you neither lose nor gain money in an investment. A lot of businesses tend to break even after two years or so. Takes about two years to break even, they say, on average. Two years to break even. So where's the schwa in this phrase here? Even. In the V-E-N. Break even. We broke even after two years. We broke even after two years. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. I hope that the schwa is not such a mystery to you anymore. Or maybe it's even more of a mystery now that you know it exists. Whatever the situation is, this is something that we want to take baby steps with. It's very tough to get the hang of this. They say that the R is the most difficult sound to learn, but at least R is written the way it's pronounced. And it's consistent with that. The schwa is not consistent, but it's not totally random either. We're going to dive into the rules about that in the episodes to come, but for now... Stick to some of the words that we've seen today. 
Check these words out for your own and keep an ear open to keep listening for schwa's in your daily life. Whether it's movies, music, friends, colleagues, family, listen for how they use schwa's or for how they don't use schwa's and you will boost your own ability to recognize this in your own speech. Well, thank you for tuning on in today. It's been a pleasure to deliver this information to you. Take it or leave it. That's your choice. But this is something that you can totally adapt to. And as you know, I'm going to remind you once more, if you want an extra booster on your use of syllable stress and you want to really harness the sound of the American accent, check out my video course on the platform Udemy. There's a link in the description of this podcast episode. And harness the stress of your spoken English using the letter T. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. Enjoy your day, your morning, your evening. Enjoy it because right now is only happening right now. And taking advantage of this training is going to ensure that you succeed in the future opportunities to come. Have a good one, folks. I'm opening my doors of enrollment for the month of May. I've got five accent training spots available for five accent learners who want to see predictable progress learning to communicate in English with the same habits, the same patterns, and the same sounds that Americans use naturally. I've got limited space available this month, my friend. So apply right now through the link in the description if it's important for you to learn to speak English in the way that Americans listen for.